Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's Review It Man, reviewing what he can. Movies are his jam, so let's get twisted, man. It's Review It Rob. Hey, yo, welcome to a brand new episode of the Review It Rob show. I am your host, the Review It Rob, coming to you with... Some goodies this week, man. It's officially a spooky, spooky season, man. It's good times to be had here in the spooky times as it is October. We are in the fields, man. We got that. The air's getting a little chillier outside. The The entertainment's getting a little darker and horrific and gory and spooky and Halloween-y and all that stuff. It's a good time, man. Thank you for joining in. Having fun. This week's episode will feature a free of spoilers review of Saw X. Got to see that. Returning to the theaters to finally see another movie. Um, I did see one during my uh, vacation for Halloween or nights, but um, back in theaters. Oh, man, what a journey this one was. But uh, Saw X, not the movie itself, people in the movie theater. So annoying. Um, but Saw X review for you as well. We got horror news to talk about. If you saw my shorts on the Throwing Podcast Network's YouTube, we are talking about that big Halloween teaser, rumors of the future news, as well as more things, and a little bit of DC talk on this week's episode. Both those, horror and DC's mandatory to every single episode, man. So appreciate you joining in and hanging out for this week's episode. Let's go ahead and jump in real quick. As I mentioned, it is spooky season, which means a lot of people are doing the 31 days of Halloween or the 31 days of horror uh, count down where they watch a movie for every single day of the month of October, 31 days, right? And some people try to see how many uh, movies they can watch within that month, which is kind of what I'm doing. Um, some days are going to be harder than others. As you know, I'm a huge WWE fan, so some nights are going to be hard to watch movies, but I'm uh, stockpiling movies by watching them. Watch two on the first day, man. First one I ended up watching was I followed, I am um, following Screenbox and Bloody Disgusting's um, list they put out a challenge they put out a challenge 32 days last day being seeing terrifier 2 in theaters ah not doing that but um i will try the other 31 and i kicked it off um at the start like some people have already started their 31 days of halloween which i guess maybe they're doing that early because halloween night they got little ones that they're gonna take out to trick-or-treat and they can't watch a movie that night i don't know but for me i kept it solid and real you know um as soon as it hit 12 a.m on October 1st, boom, bang, I started the first movie because 31 days is the goal. So 31 days of October, first movie I ended up watching based on Streambox's uh, challenge is Elvira's Haunted Hills. Quick review of that. Um, fun, you know, fun uh, comedic movie. First time I've watched anything to do with Elvira at all. I've always known of Elvira, but I've never really watched any of her content. But uh, it was a fine time. Comedic, slapstick, you know, comedy horror spooky film now, i don't even know if you can call it horror it's just kind of a spooky season kind of deals um but it was fun it was entertaining and i had a good time watching it so i i assume her other films are in that same vein which is fine you know easy easy going watching was a mystery thriller thrown into it never a bad idea 
And I'm keeping track of all these movies on my um, socials. So on Instagram, Review It Rob, you'll see I'm posting pictures of it, all that stuff. On Twitter, I still call it Twitter. It's like X now, but still call it Twitter. I'm putting them up there. As well, I uh, created a letterbox account. Review It Rob is where you can find me there. Um, and I'm keeping track of the movies as I watch them over there. And I had more lists, um, like 2023 films and all that stuff. But having a good time with this man so far. And uh, the second movie ended up watching was the film we're going to review this week, the brand new entry to the Saw franchise with Saw X. As the franchise hits theaters uh, two years later, since the last film in the franchise with Spiral hitting theaters two years, it seems so much longer than that. But nonetheless, Saw X is here, and let's jump into this, man. The film is rated R, of course, uh, for some drug use and language and grisly, bloody violence, as well as torture. You wouldn't expect anything else from a Saw film. Uh, the movie is classified as a horror mystery thriller, the trifecta of awesome, and it runs in at one hour and 58 minutes, which is the longest of the Saw films. Unless you like director's cuts and all that, because I think the director's cut of Saw 3 is like two hours. But nonetheless, man, if we're talking straight up released in theaters films, this is the longest runtime for the films. And like I mentioned, it is currently only in theaters. Uh, the people over at Rotten Tomatoes critic score gave it an 85%, while the audience score is sitting at a 92% for the film. And IMDb has it as 7.3 out of 10. Uh, John Kramer is back. The most chilling installment of the Saw franchise yet explores the untold chapter of Jigsaw's most personal game. Set between the events of Saw 1 and Saw 2, a sick, desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, uh, only to discover the operation is a scam. Um, which they did in the trailer, so that is not a spoiler by any means. We will stop it there. So, uh, timelines for the Saw franchise are a bit of a pain in the arse. Um, you know, trying to keep up with everything because Saw loves, if there's anything that Saw loves other than bloody violence and torture, it is a flashback. And they do a lot of flashbacks in their films, so doing timelines is a bit of a tricky situation with these Saw movies, but uh, it is good to know the timeline for this movie is between Saw 1 and Saw 2. So I checked it out earlier today, and I had mild interest, you know, it's the Saw movies, I've, you know, done a show called Nightmare on Review at Street Saw Games, where I went through all the other Saw movies, and you know, those movies, uh, first one, obviously classic, two, not bad, three, not overly bad either, um, and then it just goes on and on and on and on from there and gets worse and worse. I am happy to say that this movie, Saw X, is not a terrible film. It was um, enjoyable. Now, we'll go into that synopsis for you real quick. The film does tell backstory for... Uh, John Kramer. Um, so there is bits and points of the movie that will probably drag to some uh, because we're telling story. And that's one of my positives about this is we're back to storytelling in Saw as opposed to let's get as gory and bloody violence and torture porny and all that stuff. Um, it, it's nice to see Saw um, try to tell a compelling story again and give you that, that that thriller aspect of it back and that mystery aspect of it back, uh, which they do in this movie. Now, that's not to say that this movie doesn't have its gore and bloody violence, because uh, obviously it is a Saw movie, right? Um, and the traps are interesting in this movie. Um, not as outlandish and insane as the other ones, but still pretty violent, still pretty gory, still pretty torturific. Um, 
but the film itself I think was pretty solid you know I don't know where I would put it right now and you know fresh thoughts as far as the Saw franchise goes and everything but it it's you know it's up there I think I think what they succeeded in doing is making it feel again like one of those class one of the classic Saw movies it kept it um, more grounded less you know torture porny and again you get it not to, you know, sway you away from it. You get it. You get the violence. For sure, there will be blood, and there is absolutely blood in the movie. But I like the backstory. I like the aspect of John Kramer in search for a cure for his cancer and trying to find the outcomes and running into an obstacle after an obstacle and seeing how he um, deals with it, how he's going to handle it, and how things end up going. And then, of course, you know, we found out through trailers and um, the synopsis that, you know, it ended up being a scam. BS. Which, of course, if you followed the Saw franchise, you already knew this. Uh, which is one of the funny aspects going into the film. is like, I already know this movie is taking place for um, between Saw and Saw 2. So I already know some certain things that happen future-wise. Um, so you can kind of put pieces here and there, but the way that this worked out is that it's telling a story we didn't get to see. We didn't get to see the journey of John Kramer trying to solve this thing. We saw him like dealing with insurance companies and, you know, things of that nature, but we didn't see him going to another place and doing these experimental procedures and trying to fix it and then seeing what happens with that and what helps build him into this, um, not necessarily revenge, but this person who's like on this journey to find if you want to live, live or die, right? Make the choice. Um, so interesting film. I think it was um, solid enough done. I think if you're a Saw fan, you're obviously going to enjoy it. Um, and I like the fact they added the story. Like, I think that's the thing I keep going back to is because it's just – you know, the last time I watched a Saw film, I mean, they, I mean Spiral was, most, from what I remember, there's there a story involved in that. You know, the other movies just got really tough to watch, and it was like, and not because of the gore aspects, I can handle that for the most part. The only thing that really gets me with these Saw movies is when they do, like, brain stuff. And, of course, John's character has the brain tumor, um, or cancer of the brain, and... Ugh, just thinking about it. That always gets me wheezy seeing stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I haven't quite figured that out. Maybe as I'm getting older, like movies are starting to affect me more. Because again, Talk to Me lasted with me for a while. I mean, they played the Exorcist Believer trailer. I'm like, this is just unsettling. You know, uh, stuff is starting to get a little more unsettling as I get older, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. But um, Saw X itself is a solid film. It's worth checking out for sure. Just know that you are going to get. Um, Part of the movie that is telling a backstory is telling and showing the journey of John Kramer going to find this experimental um, procedure to hopefully help him with his uh, cancer diagnosis. And then, as we know, he gets, uh, he finds out it's, it's a scam. And um, where are we going to go from there? <laughs> you know, so uh, he's now got this newfound purpose to uh, take care of uh, the evildoers of the world because. He is the horrific Batman, right? <laughs> you know, he doesn't kill anybody. No, he has a code. But, does he, 
you know, put you in pretty tough situations, you know, to say the least. Um, good old Jigsaw Batman. But I, I liked it. I had a good time with the movie. Um, again, I keep saying every time I see a horror film this year, I'm like, it's been a solid freaking horror year, man. It has been a solid year. I'm glad this was uh, came out in a time around Halloween because that is a tradition with the Saw movies. And, uh, you know, about a month before um Halloween, but still right here in spooky season. You know, we love it. And we got some more coming up, man. Like I said, mentioned before, the Exodus Believer is on the way. And we have um, Five Nights at Freddy's at the end of the month. So, uh, you know, stuff is happening. Of course, Shutter releases their originals, and you can find stuff on Screambox as well. Um, which, shout out to Bloody Disgusting. Um, they followed me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Totally unexpected, but love it. Love Bloody Disgusting. They are fantastic with horror news and, you know, always get some great content out there, man. So that's cool. Great way to start spooky season there. But yeah, overall, I think Saw X was very enjoyable. Um, if you're a fan of the franchise, you're going to enjoy the film, especially following our um, star of the franchise, John Kramer, again. So overall, solid film. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Um, there you go. It's always funny saying I have a good time with a grotesque horror film, but eh. That's who I am. All right, let's see. Uh, going from there, before I get into horror, because I have a lot of horror news, let's uh, jump into DC real quick, where we've got some confirmation of characters that are going to be part of the DCU, uh, the brand new thing over there at DC with DC Studios, as the DCEU will be ending with Aquaman. Um which they showed that trailer today, you know, great trailer until they showed Amber Heard again. I'm like, oh, I was in a good mood. And then they showed her. I'm like, oh, even for one second. I'm like, oh, that's what's going to make seeing that movie so tough. But um, we got that at the end of the year. But, you know, DC is starting over. It's it's 100% new from what we've heard. And James Gunn is, you know, again, address this, which again, love the fact that James Gunn addresses this stuff because people like to make a lot of stupid ass rumors and put them out on the internet. Sure. Now I'm not telling you anything you don't know already, but, um, he confirmed again, cause timelines, people are confused about this and confused about that and yada, yada, yada. So this is quotes from James Gunn. I'm about to read to you, uh, which starts with the thing we've already talked about on this show multiple times that should already be known by everybody, but you know, people are hard headed, uh, saying quote, nothing is canon until creature commandos next year, which yes, obviously he said that a hundred thousand times. We should already know this. Um, so that is a bit of a start to the DCU, and then a quote, a quote, and then a deeper dive to the universe with Superman Legacy after that, end quote, which is the first live-action film of the DCU. Um, it's a very human drive to want to understand everything all the time, but I think it's okay to be confused on what's happening in the DCU since no one has seen anything from the DCU yet, end quote. Exactly. We've seen absolutely nothing. I don't care what the internet has told you. I don't care about any of that stuff. We've seen nothing of the DCU yet. Your predetermined feelings are your feelings. You're allowed to have them, of course, but that is all DCEU. That is not what is uh, being created right now by James Gunn. Uh, going on saying, quote, and yes, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories, and some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozens of films, shows, and animated projects that have come from DC in the past, but nothing is canon until Creature Commandos and Legacy, speaking of Superman Legacy, comes out. Uh, so, end quote again. There you go. So, yes, we're going to see people playing the same roles, a la John Cena is still Peacemaker, right? 
Viola Davis is still Amanda Waller, and um, I'm going to butcher his name. God, Blue Beetle dude, who did a fantastic job. Blue Beetle, if you've not seen it yet, it is streaming. Go watch it. Um, Blue Beetle, uh, played by Zylo uh, Moran. I suck with names. Sorry, guy. Uh, but you are fantastic as Blue Beetle, and he will still be Blue Beetle. But that does not mean, again, that any of that stuff is canon to what is going on now. So Peacemaker Season 1, not canon. Uh, Suicide Squad stuff, Viola Davis, she was also a Peacemaker. Not canon. Blue Beetle movie, not canon at all. Um, there will be plot points and stuff. Sure, of course. They're characters. It's the part of their stories and that's part of their creations and everything. But it is not connected. The DCU officially starts when Creature Commandos hits next year. And that's when we start the DC Universe. The DCEU, again, that started with Superman, Man of Steel, and had all those films that came after it and will be officially ending with Aquaman 2 this December. That's it. That is not those stories are those stories and they are done there unless something miraculous happens and they put it on the Else Worlds program side of things over there at DC Studios and all that stuff. But until then, until anything like that happens, it is done zo as soon as Aquaman 2 comes out. Um and then starts brand new, fresh, everything. DCU begins with creature commandos. Understood? I think it's easy to understand. I don't know why people are getting so lost, but there you go. Uh, They're not continuing stories of their previous films or shows. Brand new start with the DC films, animation, video games, all that stuff. Starts brand new with Creature Commandos. Boom, bang, got it. As soon as Aquaman comes out, Aquaman's out, boom, bang, DCU. That's it, boom, bang, done. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> that's it man so easy to understand i don't know why it's confusing people but eh, what can you do you know what can you do all right moving forward that's all i got to see wise uh going back into horror talk now first thing to talk about here is that the nun 2 which you can check out my spoiler free review on uh, last week's episode yeah um the nun 2 is available to rent and purchase on october 3rd so a day from the release of this episode. Uh, that'll be on digital, so you can rent it or purchase it there. If you are waiting to get the physical copy of The Nun 2, it will be releasing on 4K UHD Blu-ray and DVD November 14th. All right, now jumping over to we talk video games and all kinds of stuff here. Mortal Kombat 1 is out. It looks fantastic, if I say so myself. Uh, and the creative director behind Mortal Kombat, Mr. Ed Boon, is teasing some inclusion from some horror icons to possibly be downloadable content for the game, which is nothing new for the Mortal Kombat franchise, as they have had uh, Jason Voorhees in it, they've had Freddy Krueger, and they have had Leatherface in the game before. Uh, Ed Boon posted an image of multiple horror characters, uh, such as Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, Leatherface, um... Billy the Puppet uh, from the Saw films, uh, Pinhead, and Michael Myers, and Ghostface. Um, Each one of them appeared in, if uh, one of the characters appeared in a previous game, the image had a green check mark on it. So again, so Jason, Freddy, Leatherface, all appearing previously in the Mortal Kombat franchise, had checks on their names, but the rest of them had green question marks. 
with a little teaser. So the other five in the image, Chucky, Pinhead, Billy the Puppet from Saw, Michael Myers, and Ghostface all had question marks on it, which has led people to be like, ooh, what are you doing? What are you teasing? It's spooky season time. It's Halloween time. Are we getting a Halloween DLC for Mortal Kombat? And what character would it end up being? Um, I think the easy bet here, especially with all the rumors that have been going on, and apparently that happened, uh, is that it will be Ghostface. Uh, that will be the character that will be entering the Mortal Kombat realm. Now, Michael Myers would be awesome, of course, and you know me, I love Chucky. Chucky's my boy. Love Chucky to death. Um, would love for Chucky to be in the game. I like, I'm already interested in buying the game. You put Chucky in it, buy it immediately. Uh, I'm not waiting for that price drop. Buying immediately. So, if they do that, cool. I don't know how it works, but at the same time, Mortal Kombat's not the most realistic freaking game in the world, right? So, uh, we can make it work somehow. Or they're doing like these characters where it's, um, like a team, like a tag team. Um, so, I mean, Chucky could come out from the other side of the screen and just stabby stabby or whatever, but I, I'm fine either way. I love Chucky, but uh, probably more than like more than likely Ghostface, but Michael Myers, we'll get back to that later on. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Jason, G Fuel has launched an official license Friday the 13th energy drink, which is titled Hack and Slash, is now available exclusively at GNC stores. Hack and Slash Fruit Punch is a GNC exclusive and will be found at GNC stores across the United States. You can also order a case online over on GNC's official website. Uh, that's cool. That's fun for um, Friday the 13th fans, hey, even horror fans. Spooky season, maybe you need to get a little energy. You know, get that little hack and slash going on to uh, drink it up. i try it. Man, I'd probably try it. I mean, fruit punch. I don't like a fruit punch. Fruit punch is pretty good. Um, but yeah, me. Hey, maybe I will try it. Maybe I will try it. All right, let's see. More video game talk here. Greg Nicotero, you know him. You love him from, you know, obviously stuff to deal with The Walking Dead, among other things, uh, has joined the team over at... Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. Uh, that game has been out for a little bit. It's been played. You've seen some gameplay on the Throw Me Podcast Network's YouTube. Um, that game has been out for a little bit. Have been people have been having fun. They've been killing as the family. And Greg Nicotero has teamed up with them to create a brand new, never before seen Leatherface skin for the game. Um, now it was reported that that game cannot add new content as they were only doing the. Uh, newer films content and all that stuff as they can only have the rights from the first movie right uh or the first yeah first film so right yeah um <laughs> so they couldn't do other stuff from the other texas chainsaw massacre films but that is not stopping them from creating something new and fresh and they got greg nicotero behind it so nicotero's Leatherface will be available this month for the price of 15.99 for the DLC, the DLC pack will include a new mask and outfit skin for Leatherface, brand new signature kill for Leatherface, and an exclusive saw with custom sounds. So, if you're still playing that game, rocking that game out, man, there you go. Greg Nicotero bringing his horror legend card to the video game with his own creation for Leatherface. Alright, let's see. Uh, rumor Scream 7 will be taking place during the Christmas holidays. Fun, I guess. Why not? I mean, they haven't done that yet in the Scream franchise, right? Um, off the top of my head, I don't believe they've... Christmas time? No? 
So that's cool. And I mean, if it does play place during Christmas, cool. Another horror film to watch during Christmas times. Maybe. Depends on how the movie is. You know, those latest Scream films, even though I love Jenna Ortega. Love her. She's fantastic. She's a Scream queen. Those movies are tough. <laughs> those movies are tough, man. Um, so, but maybe I watch them during the 31 days of Halloween because I haven't checked them out in a while. But I, I already have a feeling I'm going to watch them and still get, you know, PO'd at, you know, some of the stupid stuff they did in those movies. But, nonetheless, I digress. Uh, possible Scream Christmas film on the way. Uh, right, and the thing I have teased a couple of times already on this episode to talk about is Halloween. The Michael Myers franchise. The Halloween franchise just ended. Halloween ends last year, right? Halloween ends was last year, right? I blocked it so much far out of my head, but I swear that movie was last year, correct? Halloween ends was, yes, last year. So, <laughs> we are... Already hearing rumors and, you know, the rumblings of what is the future of the Halloween franchise? What is the future of Michael Myers? Is Michael Myers really done? Is it the end? And, of course, with horror franchises, if you are a horror aficionado, you don't even have to be a horror aficionado, you know that these things, especially these deep-seated horror franchises, don't ever end. Hell, they make movies in their own franchise called The Final or The End. And they make it on the movie. <laughs> it happens, and it's fine. We love it. We have a good time with it. Um, depending on how the movie is. And, you know, a lot of people didn't like those last two Halloween movies too much. But, I digress. So, rumors and rumblings have begun as the Blumhouse partnership with Amir Max has ended. And the Dave Gordon Green trilogy is done. And they now have an open slate for the franchise. The franchise is open, and of course they want to do something with it. It is a cash-making machine, right? It is an icon of horror. It is something that is easily talked about. It's Michael Myers, right? So what is happening over there? Well, Malika Khan, pretty sure I said that name right. Pretty sure I said that name wrong. I am me. Uh, he and his film ownerships is actively shopping the rights to the Halloween franchise. Uh, Miramax co-owns the film rights. So, uh, Makad's side is the sole owner of the television rights. Now, both things are being shopped heavily. There's a bidding war going on for the rights. Um, and apparently A24 and Miramax are the two main parties currently in battle for the TV rights. And apparently A24 is currently leading the charge for the uh, the rights there. So, an A24 Halloween film. Like, is that our show, right? They're in the... They're going towards a television show. Which, first off, let's, let's jump into this idea. Halloween show. Now, the rumors have gone back and forth about this, but mostly seen that it would be a show like... In the style of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, you know, which doesn't have Michael Myers in, right? Except for like a TV commercial. But, interesting idea. I can see that as a television show very easily. Like, I can see that very, very easily as a television show. Uh, it's the easiest route to go. People have been in love with Halloween 3 um, since the last couple of years. That movie was like the shun, shun to film of uh, the Halloween franchise for so long. Because again, Michael Myers... 
not a main focus of the movie, but people have fallen in love with that movie over the last couple of years, which some would say maybe a little too much, maybe becoming overhyped now, but you know, it is what it is. I enjoyed the movie. I've always enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't think it's the best of the franchise by any means, but I do enjoy it. And it takes it back to kind of the idea that Carpenter and Deborah Hill had when they were making it where they wanted to make it separate kind of films. They didn't want it to be, it wasn't planned to be all Michael Myers and Laurie Strode going forward, but, and then just Michael Myers because we didn't have Laurie Strode for a while. And then, you know, Annie, and then we didn't have Annie, and then we had to make another Annie, and then we, Buster Rhymes, and yeah, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I could see, I could see a show, um, uh, you know, a season of the witch show. I could see that. Sure. Uh, far as like a Michael Myers show. Sure. I guess. I mean, if it goes on several seasons, you know, don't do to, don't do a backstory. My God, don't do a backstory because people are going to freak out. It's a 24. So a 24 is obviously going to do some kind of trippy thing, but don't do a backstory. People hate that. Not everybody. Some of us are open-minded people and know how to enjoy things. <laughs> and um, Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, fantastic. Love both of them. Don't care if you don't. That is your choice. But guess what? I love both of them. Um, you can have your own opinions. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. We all have our own opinions. But I love Rob Zombie stuff. So Rob Zombie doing a third Halloween? Don't hold your breath on that, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not happening. Um, that is not part of the future of the franchise. Wouldn't I mean, it be cool? It'd be cool, but yeah, that's not happening. Um, so A24, and you know, again, if you're, if you're a veteran listener to the show, you know that A24 and myself are not the biggest of friends, right? Um, you know, some of their movies, I, now, I've talked multiple times about, I mentioned earlier in this episode, talk to me, A24 movie, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic loved that movie so much can't wait to watch that movie again Midsommar did not enjoy at all very overhyped in my opinion uh, Hereditary very overhyped in my opinion um, did not enjoy either one of those movies Uncut Gems was fine I still need to see freaking everything everywhere all at once but I'm sure that's fine Lighthouse didn't enjoy um, Green Knight I haven't seen but didn't hear good things about that either it's just yada, yada, yada. But A24 has their kind of style, and they go back and forth. Under the Silver Lake, I did enjoy, but again, that's Andrew Garfield. Pretty much enjoy any movie Andrew Garfield is in. But, you know, A24 has their style. They are very mind-trippy. They're into the let's mess with people's heads idea of the thing. And I don't know how that works with Michael Myers. You know, Michael Myers, the boogeyman, the, 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 the evil, the shape that's going to... You know, it's gonna terrorize you and kill you, and you know, all that. I don't, I don't see how that works. Could they make it work? Sure. Why not? Would it be interesting to see? Why not? Something different, right? Again, Halloween franchise, fan base, not the biggest fans of something different. You know, again, look at Rob Zombie's movies. Look at uh, Halloween Ends. Look at, right? We love it now, but y'all hated Halloween Three for quite some time. So. Not the biggest fans of something different in the Halloween franchise. So how would that work with the fans there? If A24 takes it on, would they be able to handle it? They couldn't handle Corey Cunningham, right? So, I don't know. 
It's an interesting concept. I'm open to it. Like, why not? Let's see what happens. Again, after talk to me, let's freaking talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me. What you got? What are you going to show me? But again, this is just bidding war rumors right now between A24 and uh, Miramax, who, again, has the film rights. So, or co-owns the film rights. So, you know, maybe they're trying to get the TV rights, which is not new for horror um, franchises to hit TV. I mean, again, Chucky's doing fantastic over on TV. Doing great. Getting amazing reviews. On to season three. Season three debuts this week. It's happening. <laughs> you know, it's happening. It's doing great. Guess what? A24. Guess what they're doing? They have the rights to produce the Friday the 13th television series. And they're doing that over on Peacock. It's called Crystal Lake. That's happening. So A24 may have the rights to Jason and and Michael Myers. Both on television. What a time. What a time to be enjoying things. Franchise Freddy Krueger. Still waiting on you, dude. What's going on with you over there? But they have a, they have a they have a big anniversary coming up. I, I expect something from that camp around the time of that anniversary. But things are happening, man. The Halloween franchise. And it and it continued. Like, the rumors continued over the weekend. You know what happened over the weekend? H45. The H45 panel happened over the weekend. The convention happened, where they were doing the big celebration of Halloween's 45th anniversary. And Malik Akkad was there, and he said the following, quote, really cool stuff coming. A kernel of truth in last week's rumors. Plan is to keep the franchise at an elevated level. Possible announcement by this Halloween, end quote. Let's take a look at a couple of things here. Kernel of Truth in last week's rumors. What were last week's rumors? That there's a bidding war for a television show, right? Okay, television show. Keep the plan is to keep, quote, the plan is to keep the franchise at an elevated level. What are A24 movies considered? They're considered elevated horror, are they not? Right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong or am I right? Talking to myself. No, talking to y'all. Let me know in the comments. A24 movies are considered elevated horror, right? Right? It could just be focusing on that word a little too much, but, you know, you always got to focus in on these things. Taylor Swift has taught us anything. We got to focus in on the Easter eggs, right? So, <laughs> um, looking it up right now, what is elevated horror? Elevated horror is a fairly new genre that doesn't rely on the usual horror elements. Instead of slashers and stalkers, these films feature artsy cinematography and dark storytelling. Um, Michael Myers is a slasher stalker. So, elevated horror? Eh. Let's see. Going forward, just looking at this list of best elevated horror films. According to Letterboxd, uh, we've got movies like It Follows, Barbarian, uh, Us. Right? Uh, Suspiria for 2018. The Witch. Midsommar. Lighthouse. And Heredity. And what do all of those movies have in common? They're A24 films, aren't they? At least those five right there. The Witch. The Lighthouse. Midsommar. Heredity. All Midsommar films. Or... A24 movies. So A24 is elevated horror, considering uh, to some people. 
who knows, man? Again, maybe I'm focusing on that word a little too much. Maybe I'm focusing on it the way I'm supposed to. Um, possible announcement by this Halloween, which is fun, right? That's very soon. Uh, fits the Halloween franchise because, you know, Halloween. And circling back, Mortal Kombat is teasing franchise icons of horror as a DLC. And I don't know, maybe they want to announce that around Halloween. Maybe that's the cool stuff that's coming. Michael Myers may be in Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Who knows? All stuff to kind of just toss around in our brains and just think on. You know, there's rumors of a Scream video game as well, or a Ghostface video game. Because, you know, rights and all that stuff. Um, but interesting, interesting, interesting things to think about here. Um, me personally, I'm more than fine with a Halloween television show. I like to see how they make it work. Um, something different, right? We've seen several Halloween films, good or bad, you know, whatever way you want to go with it. Why not do a show and see how they plan it all out? Again, Chucky's doing great. We got Friday the 13th on the way. Crystal Lake. Why not? Why not take a crazy chance? Why not do a Halloween television show? Or Season of the Witch show? Or who knows? But A24 being behind it? Interesting. Does it elevate the level? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A24 movies hit and miss. So, I have to wait and see. We would really have to wait and see. But we also said the same thing about Blumhouse, right? Blumhouse hit and miss. And first Halloween 2018 hit. Other two kills ends. Eh, possible misses. Who knows? But nonetheless, Halloween is up to something. They are up to something over there in that franchise. And we as fans are waiting. Patiently waiting for whatever they have to tell us, and I hope we get an announcement by this Halloween. I mean, they teased it at the H45 convention. Why not? Why would they be teasing that if they didn't have something planned for this Halloween? So, be on the lookout. Maybe A24 has something coming at you, but I think we are definitely leaning more towards television. I think television is the way to go. As for the mentioned reasons before, and it's just something different for the Halloween franchise to keep it new, keep it you know, different than what we've seen. Give it an uh, give it an opportunity to be something for fans to be like. Okay, I haven't seen that yet, right? Uh, you know, I mean, a television show can go any number of ways. Now, again, I've mentioned earlier the Halloween fan base peculiar about what they want to peculiar particular about what they want to see. So, it's interesting. That's the interesting part about the A24 rumors, is A24 does their thing. And their thing is not Halloween films. <laughs> you know? Um, but, again, they're already doing the Jason thing, right? Or a Crystal Lake thing. We don't, I don't know if Jason's involved there. There's back and forth about what rights they have on that. I believe they did say that they had the rights to those characters, but we'll see at one point in time. I did read that somewhere. I know I read I think I read that on Bloody Disgusting, to be honest with you. So... <laughs> Who knows? We'll have to wait and see what they do with Crystal Lake. But, I mean, to think A24 is working on both of those at the same time, or around the same time, what what an interesting journey we are on, horror fans. We are having a time right now. 
And speaking of time, that is the end of this episode. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time here. We did talk about Saw X earlier. Yeah, I felt like I talked about Halloween rumors longer. But Saw X, um, enjoyable entry to the Saw franchise. Definitely better than a good bit of those Saw movies. It is a solid film. It does fit very well in between Saw 1 and 2 as they planned. And there you go. Go Go enjoy it. It is enjoyable. Saw movie. It fits right in there for you. Saw heads. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode. Appreciate you as always taking the time to listen to me ramble on and twist around the horror and DC in movie realm. Um, hope you had a good time. And remember that uh, can't say it without doing this. Um, we sadly lost the icon of acting, especially icon of the wizarding world. And the person who says the quote that I throw here at the end of every single episode, that means a great deal to me. Um, we sadly lost Michael Gammon, Sir Michael Gammon, who portrayed Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films. And he was awesome. He was amazing and did a great job. And, you know, sad to lose anybody obviously but um that one hit so i saw some people at universal did the wands up which i you know so thankful that they do that over there anytime we lose one of our actors um one of our members of the wizarding world so i had to pay tribute there especially with the way i sign out with this show um he will surely be missed we've lost two actors who've played dumbledore uh, richard harris of course who started the role and then michael Michael Gammon, who, you know, finished out the films. So, put your wands up for another lost member of the Wizarding World. Thank you, Michael Gammon, for everything you gave us, and thank you for this quote that I love to death. Um, I know it was written by the author, but, you know, you delivered it in such an amazing way as well. Um, so, thank you for that. May you rest well, sir, and... Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode. Appreciate your time, and remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.